absolutely. It depends on the uh, COR of the flagstick, so the Coefficient Restitution flagstick. In U.S. Opens, I'll take it out, and uh, every other tour event, when it's uh, fiberglass, I'll leave it in and bounce that ball against the flagstick if I need to. All right, welcome back, podcast patrons, to another episode of Leave the Pin Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Dan, and I've got a real special guest here tonight. I've got Peyton Mullane. I'm saying that correctly, correct? Yes. All right, awesome. Peyton Mullane of, uh, I'd say, of Instagram fame. Man's got it going on on the gram right now. You can find him doing trick shots, giving some tips, um, kind of chronicling his career as he comes up through the game. You can find him on Instagram at birdie 3 underscore golf Peyton what's the good word um everything's pretty good right now not much golf happening got snow so that kind of sucks yeah so for a golf nut like you and and for me what are you doing to pass the time in the winter now like what's your off-season plan look like um I try to get out to a simulator once a week I'll do some chipping, putting inside, and that's really it. Okay. How how far away is the simulator from you? It's about 20 minutes. All right. So not bad. Definitely doable. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. When you're, when you're at the simulator, are you a guy that likes to use it as a driving range, or do you like to go out and just play the course? Or play the course as uh, I just like to play. I like to play a course. Okay. So we're, we're actually heading to one tomorrow, kind of the Leave the Pin crew, and – this podcast will drop after we've gone there, but um, what what have been your favorite courses so far in simulated golf? If you had to pick a top two or three, um, St. Andrews isn't bad because greens are so big and all. Right. Pebbles Pebbles always good, but greens are tiny and yeah, that's pretty much it. That that's I what I was, uh, you know. I was telling the guys that they were all like, well, I, I want to play pebble. And I'm like, okay, it, it's cool and all, but it would be cool and all if you were there. Like when you play pebble yeah. on a simulator, I feel like it just sucks because you're going to miss almost every hey. single green. <laughs> and then you've got like mm-hmm. these delicate chips into a computer screen, you know, just ruins the fun yeah. a little. Yeah. The, the, those just never work. And putting just always terrible on them. Oh, they, it just absolutely sucks. Do you do automatic two putts, or do you kind of take your chances with putting? I usually do automatic two putts. Yeah. <laughs> I have not met anybody yet that's mm. like, yeah, I putt on a simulator, and I putt well. I just don't think it's designed for that, yeah. honestly. <laughs> There's just no point to even pull, pull out the putt. Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. Um, so listen, give us, give us a little bit about your background. You're, you're a young guy. How old are you? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm years old. Uh, I started golfing around 11, so it's about my fourth year. I really started taking it seriously about two years ago. That's when I started turning. And then I just recently started my Instagram page this summer in June. All right, so that's that's not a long time. I mean, you're looking at six months of of being on Instagram, and so. Obviously, the mindset behind most people on Instagram is like, okay, I'm going to showcase what I do in the sport. And, you know, quite honestly, as we get this deep into golf Instagram, you've got a lot of pages that all kind of look alike. You've been able to separate yourself mm-hmm. a little bit by um, being a young guy, you know, 
because most of the time yeah. you've got you've got these older people, you know, hey, he can come on the pod if you <laughs> <laughs> Nah. Yo, dad, can you leave? <laughs> hey dad. <laughs> that's hey, that's the magic of, of live podcasts, right? Um mm-hmm. Right. So, so like I was saying, mo- like most of the people you see on Instagram are like late twenties, early thirties or so, you know, they've got a little bit of the money to be able to travel and get to different courses and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. what's your goal for the Instagram page? What's kind of the, the mindset behind it? Um, well, obviously build a community and stuff, interact with people, build some relationships and then get off to where you know, I can have it pay for me to travel around, do more things with inside golf, you know, get to the higher ups of golf and to like PGA tour events and stuff like that. What, uh, have you had any experiences so far that have come through the Instagram page? Um, I'm pretty sure he started his page around the same time as me. He invited me down to a, um, like a creator's tournament during, this spring so that's pretty cool i don't know if i'm gonna be able to make it though i might have um school golf happening then gotcha so uh well i don't let's get we'll get back to school golf in a bit i want to kind of stick with the instagram thing for a bit um one of the biggest things i think that you show real well on your instagram page are the trick shots um and i was sitting around eating dinner tonight and i told my son hey i have a podcast tonight he says oh who's it with I said, oh, I'm not sure if you know. He said, it's a birdie three golf. And he goes, oh, the guy does trick shots, the lefty. I said, yeah, that's I said, that's him. Um, so let's talk about the trick shots. Where, where did that come from? Is that something from like the beginning of golf you realized you were good at? Or did you see it somewhere else and been like, oh, I can do that? Uh, I think it just comes from me and my friends kind of challenging ourselves to like, like – who can do the coolest thing just kind of messing around and then you see oh this was pretty cool trying to see who can really like top the other one and um how cool something is i guess yeah no doubt um so when you when you come up with these ideas and i mean you've got a a ton of them honestly when you come up with them Mm -hmm. how how does that occur i mean I, I see these things on Instagram and I see dudes bouncing off of like three blocks and then it's like someone's mm-hmm. always topping the next person. So are you getting inspiration from these other accounts? Do, do things come to you in your sleep? Like you sitting in school thinking of ideas of, you know, like what trick shots to come next? Yeah, honestly, I get some inspiration from what I see online and stuff. And then a lot of it is from just me and just walking around the house and I see someone say, oh, that would be pretty awesome if I could pull that off. Now, I guess one of the biggest things when you see these Instagram ones is, you know, right off the bat, you flick through, it starts playing, you're like, wow, that's pretty sick. My mind always Mm -hmm. goes to like the magic of the internet. So on average, how long does it take for you to nail one of these trick shots? Is it like five ten times or could be could it be a hundred times well that's a good question uh it's it really ranges from difficulty of trick shot i've had anywhere from like third try to me filming for an hour and just rage quitting (laughs) 
Has there been a trick shot in which you've just given up on and you just say, it's not happening, I can't do it? Yeah, I had an hour and a half window uh, and I started filming. I thought I could get it and I I just couldn't get it in time. So I ended up just quitting and leaving. Can you describe what that shot was? Oh, yeah. So I had a putter. I think I was trying to hit the putter off a block and then kind of hit it out of midair with the putter into a cup and I just kept missing by I kept hitting the cup every time and I was sewing I was throwing the putter and stuff those are those are some outtakes which may uh which might make for some good content <laughs> you know on Instagram or yeah. YouTube <laughs> mm-hmm um, now you said a lot of times your friends inspire and stuff like that. I'm guessing you got a small or maybe even a large group of guys that kind of all around your same age that all play and stuff. Yeah. And now, so where I do have, you guys play out of? You have a home course there. Yeah, I have a course. It's like two minutes from my house. We'll we'll go over there every day we can after school and most days in the summer. Is that the one that we see a lot of times on the Instagram page you guys playing at? Mm-hmm, yeah, it's super hilly. It's not very fun to walk, but it's it's really kept up nice. Yeah, it reminds me of I'm in Northeast PA or the Poconos, as most people know, and and you know for us, mountain golf is is a way of life. You know, I don't I don't know what mm-hmm. flat fairways are. I don't know what a a standard <laughs> lie is. You know, I only know elevation changes. And like you said, hills everywhere. So believe me, I get that 100%. (laughs) They look great when you're filming. They look great for pictures. But Mm -hmm. as far as like walking and playability, a lot of times they're not the best, you know? Yeah. So all the guys... Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Now, all the guys that you you play with, are you all on the golf team together in high school? Uh, no. Oh, my friend, he had some back issues, so he wasn't able to try out in time. And then my other friend, he does baseball, I mean, uh, uh, basketball, but I'm pretty sure they're both going to try out this upcoming year. Okay, cool. So now, how many years have you been on the school team? This year was my second. Okay. And, uh... Not that score always matters, but in competition golf it does. What what do we have as our lowest round? Uh seventy three. Okay. Now. Okay. Very nice. So you went from literally an eleven year old to four or five years later shooting low seventies. And I guess there's a lot of people out there right mm-hmm. now that would be saying to themselves, What's the trick? Right? I know you're a young guy, but Obviously, just because you're young doesn't mean you don't have experience in the game. So what what advice would you have for people to lower their handicap? If you had to give people advice. Honestly, uh, when I started the first time I ever played, I just became completely obsessed with it. So you just got to be consistent, really. What you do, uh, I watched a lot of YouTube videos from like Peter Finch and Rick Shields and them on just quick tips to help fix your swing and stuff. Then once you start getting more and more into the game, you really understand the swing a bit more and what things cause other reactions. 
and how to really make a good swing at the ball. Now, are you a guy that likes to practice more, or would you rather be out on the course playing? I play a whole lot more than practice, for sure. Yeah. Now, the course that you're at, is that your home course for the team, or do they have a, they have a different course? A different course, which is, it's right next to the school. It's, you can walk on it from there, so that's pretty good. It's not the best course, though. Not kept up great. doesn't have a driving range, so it's the only downfall of it. I mean, that's very much like, like overseas, you know, like in Ireland and Scotland. You know, the game is, is played as a sport. You know, you're out there playing. You're not mm-hmm. you're practicing on the range as much. So, I mean, I, I'm the same way. I would much rather play than practice. But I always feel like a week or two of playing, I need like just a day to get back to the range, just to kind of groove some things down, you know, they get loose during the mm-hmm. rounds, and then then I'm good to go. But I can I cannot sit there and hit 300 balls a day for four or five days straight. Oh yeah, no way. I I'd, I'd get bored out of my mind. I'll probably do 20, 30 minutes work tops a day, 20, 30 minutes of putting, and then go play nine or 18 holes. What's the uh, what's the best part of your game? Uh, that's tough. Honestly, I'd say it, it really ranges a lot. When I'm driving the ball, it's on. It's really good, but probably irons. Okay, okay. And I mean, that's wow. That's that's not what I would expect from from a high school kid. And I used to coach high school golf, and I had kids that could bomb the ball. I had kids that were decent putters. Mm-hmm. You know, some guys had a good short game, but like yeah. trying to instill the fact that like driving's cool. Like I get that, guys. You know, what I mean, you love dropping 50, you know, 50, 60 foot bombs on the on the greens, but you gotta mm-hmm. get on the greens. Like you need to hit, you know, your approach shots on the green so we're not chipping trying to save par. And I think like, especially for for young players, even even older players, the the more that you can make them realize that like iron play is super important and and like it is cool hitting greens in regulation i think that's where the drop in scores really occurs yeah that's what separates good from great is the iron play and proximity to the hole from the fairway now uh are you a guy that has any any golfing idols who do you who do you like on tour like who's who's your guy I mean, it's hard not to like Brooks, just his and everything. But I, I really like Ricky, his flair and style and everything. Okay, okay. Um, I don't think people would argue with either of those two, you know. Um, what what yeah. do you see? I'd like to kind of get into your mindset of what golf looks like from a younger player's perspective. Uh, honestly, I think it's kind of boring. It's an acquired uh, taste of sport, really. Uh, not a whole lot of people love it, and it's just because kind of the intangibles of the game where you can't really change you know, how long they take, how boring it is. You know, you have to not be able to talk and stuff. Yeah, I think for for a high school kid, especially like in today's society where, you know, things come at you fast and you you watch 10 second clips of 
games and, and you're supposed to get kind of a whole context of everything within 10 to 15 seconds, I think it's tougher for high school kids to kind of get that that feeling of the game and stuff. But that kind of leads me to how did you get involved with it? Like where did where did the impetus come from? Where did the catalyst come from to say, mm-hmm. hey, like, you know, Peyton, this is golf. And you were like, oh, wow, like this is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So in the beginning of my life, when I was like seven, eight, nine, I really I thought golf was stupid. Uh, I was like, I'm never going to play this game. And then there's a course near my house that held a summer league for juniors. A couple of my friends were playing in it, and I didn't want to play in it, but my uh, dad and grandpa kind of nudged me into it. I just absolutely fell in love with it. And then he couldn't get me off the course since then. What about the game? What what kind of drew you in to it? Because it's, it's different for it's... every person, you know? I, I just really like being out there with my friends, you know, kind of you, you can make your own rules, really, if you want to and go enjoy presents with your friends and stuff like that. Yeah, I, li- I wish, uh, gosh, like from the mouth of babes, honestly, like I wish people would would buy into that. Like golf can be whatever mm-hmm. you want it to be, you know, like you don't have to follow the USGA rules of golf when you're out there. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, during, you know high school tournament collegiate play of course you do but when you're out there with your buddies like just just enjoy it like enjoy each other's company have fun you know make up challenges make up shots i mean that's that's what we need more of and and personally i feel like everyone's always under the mindset of like okay golf has to be 5 hours i must play 18 holes you know yeah mm-hmm. and then yeah that actually drives me crazy Five hours, just way too long. So what would a, a perfect round or a perfect day of golf look like for you? If me and my friends are playing under three hours for eight is ideal. And you a guy, like, when, when you play, I mean, because me personally, I might play, gosh, maybe 10, 18 whole rounds a year. And the rest of mine are like, I'm playing six holes here. I'm playing nine holes here. You know, um, I'm recording with somebody and then we're going out to chip and putt or we're doing something along those lines, you know? So as far as like actual golf of 18 holes, I mean, I I, I can't even, honestly, I can't even remember the last time I played an actual 18 holes. Um, I can tell you my last nine holes. I can tell my last seven holes that, that I played. Are you more likely to go out and play nine, play 18? You know, what's, what's, what's your deal when, when you're after school, let's say? Yeah, I'll, um, we'll go play nine, especially because sun goes down way too early. It's like not even 4.30 and the sun's already down. But yeah, about probably usually six to nine holes I'll play. I really play 18 holes in a tournament. That's it. Gotcha. Now with your uh, with your high school, because you know people that are listening, maybe they played in high school, maybe they have a kid in high school play, maybe they are high school players. Um, are your matches nine holes? Are they eighteen hole matches? How does your league work? Uh they're nine holes match, and then sectionals and states and everything is all eighteen holes. Okay, and is that stroke play or is it match play? It's stroke play. 
Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, so now, give us a little bit about your YouTube and your other Instagram page that that you've got going on now, because you've kind of branched out a little bit from the original uh, Birdie Three Golf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I made a, a second called birdie tv and i ended up making that because i realized i started posting more like meme content and stuff that just really wasn't just me on birdie three which i really wanted birdie three just to be me and my original content so i decided to make that make that like a thing about golf you know highlights and memes and funny things like that and now, where's the birdie three come from? Does that have any significance? I don't know. Oh, uh, no, not really. I was just sitting there one day thinking what would be a good name. Uh, birdie three, just kind of good, I guess. Okay. I mean, it makes perfect sense. You know, I look at it, I'm like, okay, you know, what's the most popular hole that you play the most of? Par four, right? A birdie's yeah. one under that, mm-hmm. so you know there's kind of that connotation that way. Uh, what other sports do you play? Is it golf only for you? Uh, now it's golf only. Uh, I quit hockey this year. Just fell out of love with the game. I, I don't know. Uh, and I played football and lacrosse too, but okay. now it's just golf. Gotcha, gotcha. And now, how many guys, like, what, what's kind of your high school team? What's, like, the vibe of your high school team? Is it guys that are all kind of golfers? Is it people that are, you know, athletes in other sports, but they just happen to like golf? Uh, it's, it's really a mix. So the, the team's definitely gotten over the past couple of years because we lost all our really good players but uh, uh last year we had three really good players on the team who were all shooting in the 70s then we had a couple in the 80s and then we had a couple that would just play it to get out of fall ball and stuff now it's really just i think only me and the and we'll, we'll just mess around and stuff have fun and then everyone else pretty much that's not their main sport really Gotcha. I gotcha. I gotcha. All right. So I'd, I'd kind of like to go into a little series of questions now for you to answer. I, not so much rapid fire, but, you know, just to get your ideas and, and thoughts on things. Um, your favorite course that you've played so far? Uh, Onondaga Country Club. It's super private. Only got to play it because I made sectional. I mean, I made states in high school. They had a quick tournament there with 80 people, and of course, we're just super pure. Very cool. Very cool. Is that kind of like the nicest one you've been at so far? Yeah, that's the nicest one. Nice, nice. Um, favorite clothing brand that you like to wear out there? Um, I wore a lot of. Um, Underarm. Very cool. Very cool. Um, are you one of the people that leaves the pin in when you're putting or no? Yeah, I, I never <laughs> take it out. 
Well, obviously we like that here that stays on brand. Now most <laughs> yeah. most of the people we ask, they're like, no, they're like Dan, like, you know, I love it. I love your pot, dude, but I gotta pull the pin. <laughs> like I'm not leaving it in there. And it's it's funny because mm-hmm. it's not even something that we like completely advocate. You know what I mean? It's just whenever I play mm-hmm. or whenever whenever we play, it's one of those things like we're trying to either get in as many holes as possible. Or we're just like, what's the point of removing it? Like, we're not playing tournament golf here, you know? And it just kind of mm-hmm. became a yeah. thing where we've just left it in. And, and now it's just, you know, spiraled out of control into this thing. And mm-hmm. people send, send us pictures all the time. And, they're, you know, like, oh, I'm leaving the pin. I'm like, all right, dude, good. Like, I appreciate that. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah I don't uh, the point of taking it out and everything. Yeah, you know, I, I tell you a funny story. I was playing... Um, in a tournament uh middle of the summer or so and first green a guy chipped up like super close like three inches and he just knocked it in and so Mm -hmm. you know he's like do you want it in i'm like yeah just leave it dude you know um and then we get to the second hole and i had about eight feet for par and the guy pulled it and i was like whoa like i literally have not seen the (laughs) hole naked like that in forever and it looks yeah. so odd to me. <laughs> and and I, I get it yeah. now when people say like, oh, it looks so odd leaving it in because they've been putting forever with it out, you know? So I, I kind of, mm-hmm. I had that realization. It was like that second hole of the tournament. I was like, oh man, like this is, this is different. I was like, nah, can you put it back in? I'm a little bit more comfortable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, and even before they made the rule about taking it out and leave, I mean, leaving it in, I was still playing with it in when I was just out there by myself or with my friends. Yeah, same, same exact way. And like, you know, I play a lot of, a lot of golf with my sons, and you know, it's it, same thing. It, it's a time saver, and uh, mm-hmm. it just, it's one of those things where it's just like, I guess it was like kismet. It just worked out where we've always been doing it. It's kind of been a running joke. The USGA made the rule. You know, we love Bryson, and and he went all in mm-hmm. on it, and and I was like, you know, it's got to be a sign from the golf gods or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, what tour pro? I know I asked you what tour pros you like, but what tour pro most resembles your game on the course? I guess, like a Brooks, just kind of hit it, goes. And then just play with whatever happens. It's kind of the best way to be out there, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, don't don't take anything too seriously. Hit it, mm-hmm. find it, hit it again. You know, once you I tell people all the time, like once you make a stroke in golf, you can't take it back. So if you dwell on it, yeah. all that does is is impact your next shot. So there's really no point in dwelling on it, you know? Mm-hmm. And you yeah. think of it. I remember- no, go ahead. Oh, I remember one time I was in a tournament and I was chipping and I, I double hit the chip and I, I didn't know what to do, so I just started laughing. <laughs> that's that's the best thing. Mm-hmm. That's a little uh, a little TC Chen there. That's a little bit probably past or before your time. I don't know if you've ever seen that video of him. No. TC Chen was leading like the U.S. Open or something, or the PGA, and he double-chipped it. And uh, his his actual 
two first initials were TC and they started calling him two chip Chen. And I think <laughs> it was like, you know, is it now it's only a one stroke penalty if I'm correct. But back then I think it was like the stroke you took and an additional penalty stroke for like that second hit. And I think he ended up losing the tournament by, by a stroke or two or something crazy like that. Mm-hmm. It's it's out there. You can easily find it on YouTube and stuff and look it up. But that's a that's a pretty famous double double hit there. Um, you might not know this right off the top of your head because I know I would struggle to answer this question if someone asked me. But can you give us a what's in the bag or at least a semi what's in the bag for you? Yeah, Callaway Callaway driver, tailor made irons, tailor made wedges. Uh, Odyssey Potter and and Woods. Okay, now I'm a big putter guy. So, what Odyssey is it your game in? Do you know? Oh, I forgot the name. It's one of the newer ones. What's it? I can't remember the name. Oh, Stroke Lab. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, our boy Dan from Train on Main plays that same exact one. I've got an Odyssey. an OS seven work uh, black series one that I just had done up with a nice uh, kangaroo grip on it. And mm. I love that thing. I cannot, I've, I've tried, I went for a fitting at Spargo golf and, and gosh may have hit 250 putts and tried 40 different putters and could not knock it out mm-hmm. of the bag. You know, it's one of those things that make yeah. great clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, so young guy, entire golf life ahead of you. What courses do you want to play? I really want to go down, play some good courses in Mexico and Hawaii, of course. You know, get more tropical. Okay. A little bit more of that jungle landscape. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. That's I wasn't expecting Mexico. That's a good answer. <laughs> Usually people are like, ah, I want to play Pebble, you know, uh, I want to go play Bandon. That's, that's, a, that's a different answer. I like that. That's good. Um, so I guess the next question is where, you know, this, this birdie three golf, this Instagram page and everything has kind of, you know, blown up and gotten pretty big. Right. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm going to assume and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm going to assume, and kind of just like us, um, if you would have asked you six months ago, would you be here, you probably would have said no. Oh, yeah, I definitely would have said no. So I'm going to ask you to kind of extrapolate a little bit further out. And where do you see all this being in a year? And then where do you see it being post-high school? Uh, a year from now, I'm hoping to get my, my YouTube running, uh, start posting like two times a week and try and grow in that and everything and just getting it to somewhere where get more chances within golf, uh, get people, to uh, get me into different tournaments, stuff like that. When you're out playing with kids on the other team. Are you saying like, hey, dude, uh, you got Instagram? Like, uh, <laughs> you, you want to throw me a follow a bit? You ever, you ever talk about that on the course? Like, do kids ever come up to you and say, yo, Peyton, I saw that last video, you know, you posted. That was pretty cool. 
No, uh, one time I was playing, and it was uh, in a match in September, and no one really knew it by my school or anything yet. And I, I think one day it was on someone's trending page, and I was putting, and then the dude just screams, "Yo, birdie three. <laughs> and I, I was, I was shocked because I was like, "Whoa!" I mean, but that—that's a cool feeling, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Now and you, a lot. Of, no, go ahead, man. Uh, a lot of times I'll be out there, there in matches, and kids won't even know, but I'll I'll be like recording them and stuff, putting it on my story. <laughs> hey, everybody can help the brand grow, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So with with the Instagram page and with kind of everything that comes along with it. Um, you know, ours, our interaction with fans and with pros and stuff has been, I'd say probably 99% positive. Mm-hmm. What's your, um, what's, what's kind of your outlook on that? Have you seen the negative side of the internet that people talk about or has everything been pretty cool with yours? Everything's been pretty positive except the year during the, there was this one guy who just hated me for some reason and <laughs> On every post, he'd be like, wow, you really suck. And I was like, all right. <laughs> you really suck, yet he's watching every single post. I, it, was, it was hilarious, too. I'm like, why, why do you keep following me? <laughs> Just giving me more likes and stuff. Yeah. Um, I was speaking with Brian Mogg recently, plays on the uh, PGA Tour Latino American. He said, look, dude, he said, any publicity is good pub- publicity. He said, whether they love you or whether they hate you, they're mm-hmm. watching. Yeah. Right? And it's exactly. like, yeah. And and everything that we've had has been pretty good. And then a guy, like I have a very awkward swing. I don't know if you've seen it on Instagram, but I've got a very long, loopy swing. I, I post a few videos here or there. Most people are like, dude, you must be the greatest athlete in the world because I don't know how you hit the ball like that. And I got a, <laughs> a D, I got a DM from a guy the other day who was like, dude, you're the worst golfer in the world. And that was it. And I was, I was about to, like, I was going to respond and I was going to be like, look, dude, I've been a, as low as scratch. Like, with two kids, I'm probably still sitting here at like a four or five handicap. And then I was like, you know what? It's not even worth it. And then, mm-hmm. like an hour later, he goes, I don't know if you've heard me, but you're the worst golfer in the world. <laughs> oh, my God. And, uh, and I just messaged him back. And I don't remember what your name is, dude. Because I, I know you're out there because I see you look at every Instagram story. So it's cool. <laughs> appreciate it. Um, but I just messaged him back. I said, hey. I said, uh, I said thanks for watching. Appreciate it. And he just sent me back like all these question marks. <laughs> Didn't know how to respond at all. Mm-hmm. So uh, to to that guy, the hater out there, I love you. Thank you for upping our Instagram stories. Uh, thank you for liking the pictures. I don't know why you like it if I'm the worst golfer in the world. <laughs> but um, if you would like to, I would love to tee it up with you and take your money on the course as well. <laughs> now... With all the positives and stuff, <clears throat> what, um, I mean, you've mentioned, you know, invites and things like that, but uh, have you had the chance to interact with anybody on Instagram that, you know, you probably wouldn't have in, in everyday life? 
Uh, I've met a lot of people, not really anyone in person, just because no one is by me. It's usually like Texas or somewhere just not even close to me. But yeah, I've had a lot of, I've made a lot of good relationships throughout Instagram. And uh, are those things that you can, that you can see in the future continuing on? Oh yeah, for sure. The golf clan, I, I really want to like down to um georgia and play with him sometime for sure yeah dougie is uh is a great dude um mm-hmm. does a lot and uh you had mentioned previously you know the uh the creators i don't know what he wants to call i don't want to put any words in his mouth but kind of like the creators tournament and stuff like mm-hmm. that um which i know he wants to hold in alabama and uh yeah very cool idea he's i mean he's a great guy we've had him on the pod talk with him weekly you know um, yeah. but that's, that's, that's the cool thing with Instagram, isn't it? Is that like, you know, you and I would never interact. Dougie and I would never, you and Dougie would never interact, but you start mm-hmm. to talk to people and you're like, Oh, you know him. Oh, you know him. I know her. And you realize it's like this weird six degrees of separation where you have just so much in common with people just through this simple game. Yeah, Dougie's actually the reason how I found your podcast, and he put on his story one day that he was on this podcast. I've been listening ever since. See, like that's 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 literally why we do this, and and how awesome Instagram and and social media is. You know, aside from the the negatives mm-hmm. and the few idiots that are out there, like this is what's so cool about living in today's day and age with golf, because. I'm going to tell you, dude, even as little as 10 years ago, you would only be playing with people that you knew at your club, or maybe if you played in a regional tournament or a tournament in your area, you might play with them. But I have played with so many people and met so many people because of things like that. Like, oh, my buddy told me to listen to your podcast, and I really liked, you know, Tad Fujikawa, and I listened to that interview and then he mentioned this clothing company and I looked at their website and I love that so I bought that and then on their story I saw you know Peyton's Instagram channel I love that trick shot he did and it's like one thing feeds into another you know it's really awesome how connected it all is and it's kind of funny how everyone demonizes it and you know parents are like social media is bad for kids I wonder if, you know, because I'm not like I'm not active in any other um, social media realm. You know, I mean, like golf is my thing. So all I kind of can go by is what I see in the golf world. But I wonder if other social media sports are as closely knit as golf or if it's the fact that since golf is such a niche sport that it really kind of brings all the people closer together because you mentioned it before, like the game is kind of boring if you make it that way. And so mm-hmm. if I'm one of the few people like it, it, you know, you go to your school and you say, who loves basketball, right? It probably, everyone's hands goes up and you're like, oh yeah, I love, love to play ball. You can play it anywhere. And then you say, who loves golf? And it's probably like you and three of your buddies, you know, yeah. who, raised, who raised their hands. So I feel like since it is such a small knit community, 
other people are always looking for other like-minded individuals. And I can't just go to a room or a gathering and, and be like, oh, everyone here likes golf. But mm-hmm. I can find that on social media. I can find that on Instagram. Yeah, that's one of the great things about golf. You, you'll go say, oh, you play football, and then it doesn't really mean anything because so many people play football. But it's like, oh, you play golf, and then spark up a whole conversation you know what what's your lowest score and all that stuff yeah no it's so true it's so true um what what other plans do you have with the the brand of kind of burry three golf um as far as expansion goes uh i want to get on a couple more social platforms and bring my friends into it a lot so it'll be me and my two friends and two challenges on youtube and stuff do you have any uh any plans for merchandise expansion anything along those lines uh no not nothing yet but you know once i get more followers maybe i'll think about it no doubt very cool very cool all right so listen peyton give everybody the ways that they can follow you, the way that they can view your videos, kind of go through everything. So, you know, the people listening out there can, can connect with you out there in social media. Mm, For sure. Uh, On Instagram, I have two accounts. My main account is birdie three underscore golf. And my second account, which is like a meme account is birdie.tv. Very cool. Now you had mentioned the YouTube channel. Um, when are you looking at that to become kind of another big time expansion of Birdie Three Golf? Uh, um, start that. I'll start posting in spring. Okay, so so people can kind of keep up to date on your Instagram stories, and you'll put all that information up there. Yeah. All right, mm-hmm. and then obviously for all our listeners, we'll put all the information on how to follow Peyton in the liner notes of this episode. And, uh, you know, they can connect with you. And, you know, we always encourage all of our listeners to kind of, if you like the interview, you know, don't, don't go to us, you know, come go to the person, go directly to them. And that's, that's the great thing about, you know, social media is that they can literally DM you and they're getting you replying to them, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And that's a, that's a very cool thing. So, you know, one of the things I hope people get out of this episode is the fact that, you don't have to be like a stuffy curmudgeon to love the game. You know, like you've got, you know, a, a Instagram, uh, millennial teenager here who is hooked on this game for life and is doing, you know, big things within it, which is, which is awesome because it shows the range of just kind of how far this game expands, you know, from 15, 16 year old kid to 60, 70 year old person. And, What's what's awesome too, I think, before I end this, is the fact that you can go out and play with a seventy-year-old dude, and and over eighteen holes, carry on conversation with him. Yeah. Right. Just just, just based on the sport. Just, mm-hmm. And I don't think that happens in any other sport, or or maybe even any other aspect of life. Yeah, there's really not much, you know, football. You don't got much time to talk. All the other high action, quick sports, nothing really. Yeah. So I mean, it's it, it's pretty cool. So Peyton, I I thank you, my man, for for coming on and and doing a little promotion and and people obviously go follow his Instagram account at birdie three underscore golf. 
Uh, that's the main one. You can find the the ancillary one off of that. His Instagram stories are always entertaining. He's got tons of great trick shots and some tips out there. And uh, I think maybe the coolest thing is is following your golf career and seeing where it leads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. All right, well, Pate, I appreciate it greatly. And uh, like we tell you people, either get busy golfing or get busy dying. Thank you.